Greetings, Earthlings. Thank you for tuning in to OD Lights. Always happy to have you. My name is Oranele, your host. And I had an interesting thought. Um, I tried to visualize this and I just thought to put it out there. So there's a group or a page, um, a leadership group um, that I follow on LinkedIn. They share codes, they share stories, testimonials, rhetoric questions, you know, just to continue building perspective and, um, you know, help you reevaluate and introspect um, leadership. So the group name is called Leadership First, and I am going to read out um, what they wrote. And there are three questions that um, they say, how do you know you've become a true leader? I read this in a few seconds and instantly I thought and or I wondered how would this work in a Christian community? Hmm. It will be very interesting um, because I felt the foundation or principle of it really should be what is um, in, instilled in the leaders in the Christian community. So it reads, when you choose to be a leader, you are now somebody or someone who values people, who uses influence to inspire people to go an extra mile. Someone who is a great communicator and has the ability to connect with people at any level in the organization. Somebody who seeks the interest of people on and off the pitch. And it says when you step up into leadership, remarkable things can be accomplished, especially when great leadership exists throughout the organization. And the rest are just links and hashtags and all that. So... The three questions are, how do you know? Well, the main question is, um, oh, they're not questions. They're answers to this one question. How do you know you've become a true leader? The first says, you do not try to be right. You try to be clear. The second says, you try to have, you try not to have the last word. And then the last one says, you no longer try to show that it was your idea. You empower other people to own the idea. So (laughs) I thought about this in two ways in the Christian community. The first being um, just the affairs of the church. The second being the affairs of of the spiritual aspects of our journey. Now, if you are a leader, remember we're all leaders, right? But when it's now, uh, when the camera has zoomed into you and you are doing your leadership things, um, how do you know that you have become a true leader? And, you know, all of these that I've read, for me, echo uh, service, the echo servantship. They echo um, discipling, um, but not to satisfy self-interests. You know, they echo principles of, uh, I did say service, so of being a servant that you are leading um, from behind. I mean, you're leading in front, but you are submissive and humble enough to, and you are eager to see those that you are leading actually grow. 
Um, and I don't know, I don't even want to claim, I know uh, the protocols of leaders in churches and how soon or after how long should um, somebody who has been empowered be deemed fit to do the job. But I feel Christian leaders, regardless of the rank, number of, of experience under the Holy Spirit, or as a whatever um, role that you're playing, true leadership, um, the way I understand it, the reason why this resonated is because I've always thought this way. And I may be wrong, but somehow I still just continue to think the same. Um, that if you're a leader and you're in the church, um, just because you are the youth leader, you are the pastor, prophetess, you are the treasurer, or you are the most prayerful and, and all that, does not mean that you always have to be right. There can be a discussion and many ideas put on the table or a conflict and there needs to be a resolution, um, but your role isn't necessarily for you to be right, for you um, in your power anything that you say goes good and well if what you do suggest what you do say um, is right but the point of it is that you're not appointed a leader to always be right and even if you are right the training doesn't only go um, into play where you say go and disciple it also just comes with the character um, of how you are leading people to see certain attributes and traits of leadership and all of that, you know, and leadership does not immunize you from making mistakes, being wrong, and being teachable, most importantly. So it just made me think of such. And then the second one that says that you try not to have the last word um, directly interlinks with the very first that I've just said. Uh, you don't have to have the last word. You can let the youth, you can let the children say, well, we need to do um, A and B so that we can get C and D. And it may be, and if everybody is agreeable, then let's do it. Even if it's foreign to you or you feel the timing isn't right. Obviously, I'm not saying that if things are out of hand. Obviously, you are appointed um, for some qualities of um, seniority, ability, capability, um, your intuition and all of that. But there are moments where you need to be intentional about um, leadership. You need to inspire people and empower them to have those moments that they wouldn't otherwise get. Um, you need to connect by communicating and hearing people out and putting the church's best interests at heart. And most importantly, um, putting Christ's interest at heart. The agenda can't be that you have formulated a, um, a what what are they called? A, a quote, a, a verse, a rhyme or something. Where at the end of the day, um, because when that happens, some, some, some people are self-seeking in that then the power is, is in what you say and not necessarily in the move of God that people should recognize at a point in time. And I am sorry, I know that I sound very critical. I'm only speaking of 
the cases that those things happen. And then the last one says that you no longer try to show that it was your idea. So I've oftentimes, um, this has happened with um, my team members at work and my siblings. Um, I can steer a conversation towards considering doing something, um, but it just depends. It just comes. I don't even know how I determine it and the extent to which I do it. Uh, I don't know the impact of it um, thereof. Probably there needs to be limits and all of that. So in just saying something and it, it was only understood when somebody reiterated, you leave it alone. It does. You don't need to push through um, to the front line and say that this was my idea. Um, somebody's healed. I'm the one that prayed and I was fasting. And you know, the Lord talked to me when it was a collective effort. Because usually people do ask for prayers from many other people. Sometimes they don't ask for prayers, but somebody would be fasting and you're not. Um, but the fact that somebody prayed at some point... Um, for the same person, the same reason, the same cause, the prayer gets answered, you know. So it, I think this just teaches um, to move away from self-interest and to make the job about the people, to make the job about Christ in this instance and not ourselves <clears throat> and the measure. Oh, sorry. And the measure of our pride and all of that. So I read this. This is purely leadership in a corporate professional setting or other um, commu communities. Um, but immediately I read it. I was like, how about that um, in a Christian setting? So I don't know. I do hope to one day have <laughs> um, sight into your thoughts as you listen. Um, I would like to have sight to somebody directly speaking about this, whether um, educating more or helping us deviate from such thoughts, um, as I've already put out there. Uh, but otherwise, that's that's it. Let's think about it. I think it's interesting um, and it's, it's also a challenge or inspiration and motivation or insight for me um, as I continue to do what I need to do. Um, so stay with that thought and remember to always keep these things light. It's just a conversation, nuances, um, purporting, um, where pur purpose is, pur is purported. <laughs> uh, so keep it light. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be blessed.